Oh, thank you. Have we started? Yeah. Oh, wow. What an opening. That, was, that wasn't even meant for the pod. No, listen. a little insight into how we speak to each other. Hello, it's B-Tech Philosophers with me, Elliot Still, and... Michael Oduwale, uh, co-host or equal host. Equal host. I don't co- like co-host. Co- co- is equal anyway. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, that sounds it. it? Um, yeah, so... Uh, well, no, because you'd have co-pilot and the real pilot. Yeah, but then also, like, with the co-pilot, real pilot, when shit goes down... Real pilots takes control. So I feel like that is art dynamic. Like if this shit was going to tell, you would be taking control. Of the podcast. Of the podcast. Stopping it from hitting the Swiss Alps. I'd, and I'd be panicking. Talking of the Swiss Alps. Oh yeah, nice. Like you, 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 you've been doing some traveling. Recently. Yeah, I was, in, I, was in the, I was in the Alps. I was in the Austrian Alps. So I was away last week. Thank you for Phoebe as well. Our wonderful producer for stepping it up. And actually talking about philosophy on this podcast. <laughs> You're very welcome. That's not what this podcast stands for, even though the title suggests it. Yeah, it was very unsettling to have actual educated debates. Yeah, this podcast is morons coming in and not really understanding what philosophy is. Because mm. my idea of philosophy is it's just you get high and you think about something. Yeah. And that's philosophy, isn't it? Yeah, that's what all the greats did. That's basically it. To the very angry people in the B-Tech Philosophers accounts DMs, which is <laughs> following on Instagram and Twitter. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna learn about <laughs> philosophy and study. That ruins what this podcast is. Yeah, it's false advertising, but you know what? You're here now. Yeah, this is this is podcast is coming on and talking shit about subjects that we have no put making we like the the philosophy of this podcast is to make the world a little bit worse mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to do. Just our bit. Oil companies are doing the main part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going out there, they're killing fish, burning, you know, funding uh, movements in Africa that are for warlords and stuff, so they're able to get oil. Yeah. They're doing the majority of it, but we, we like to do our bit. Well, number two help. on that list. <laughs> I wouldn't say number two. I don't, I don't know. Number two would be like, Probably paedophiles or something. Paedophiles are pretty bad. Speaking of paedophiles, have you, have you seen that Jimmy Savile doc? I have not seen the Jimmy Savile doc. I, um, I don't know what new information there is to be gleaned. Oh, he's exonerated. Oh, really? Is that, is that the... <laughs> it's completely scot-free. The happy ending. Yeah, it turns out, turns out we got the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely looked like the right guy. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. That generation, they... How dare they ever do the like? You know when like the boomers start doing the like you this this woke generation couldn't storm the beaches of Normandy. Yeah. You guys couldn't even work out the most paedophilic looking guy was a paedophile. <laughs> he made very uh, clear hints the whole time of his career. I think that he was doing that shit. And yeah, I think he was being protected a lot. I think what they said by like the police and. Yeah, but also they gave him a TV show <laughs> where he got to make kids' dreams come true. Yeah. They made him Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> they, we can't storm the beaches of Normandy. You guys gave a paedophile a show where, trilled, where he knows the ins and outs <laughs> of children's dreams. For 40 years. Just and like, it'll be like sick kids on hospital beds who can't run away and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they made it just like really prime targets. You know, he, he, he pulled it off, man. Aye, man. He, Re- di- he died not being a. Uh, he died thinking nobody found out. Yeah. Well, once once you're dead, mm. you're kind of is is that it? Are you dead? That that'll be the subject of this week. Actually, are you, death, mortality, mortality, or like, I, I I believe that like your body, once it dies, it's still like it, it goes off into the air and stuff. Your so. body? Do you mean your spirit? 
No, no, like you know, your body, you know, bits start coming. Like you become part of the environment, part of the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you. No, you decompose and then decompose. You don't come part of the air. And then you like your body filters out, and then it's like part of the air. People breathe you in and stuff, and that's how you keep living. So because people are inhaling you. Yeah, people are inhaling you, and then you just keep living that way. Do you think how many people do you think you've inhaled? Mm, I've been oh in London, so many dead people. Some not dead as well. They're just they just didn't just you just take it all in to your chest. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who, who who do you reckon the most influential person? Who is who's the person you would most like to inhale? Like if you found out you'd inhaled them, you'd be like, oh wow, cool. Mm, maybe Martin Luther King. I, I don't think you've inhaled Martin. I don't it, think cause, I don't like because he died and it, it, it takes a lot for that air to come over. Yeah, I didn't know it was UK Atlantic. based. Yeah, you can't. You Jay know. Goody. Fuck it up. Fair enough. <laughs> Just, what, what a trouble of, of drink. Oh, Martin, if I can't have Martin Luther King, the civil rights movement, I'll have Jade Goody, the reality television star. I was thinking of the UK equivalent. The UK <laughs> equivalent of Martin Luther King is Jade Gooding. She was racist. <laughs> she was everything he stood against. <laughs> she was. She famously was racist. Oh, you know that equivalent of uh, she called she called someone Shilpa Poppadon, and he gave a speech about having a dream that his kids wouldn't be <laughs> suffer racial injustice, and you're like, man, they've just both got such good points. It's, uh, I didn't I didn't think this through. I didn't think this through. Hey, that's absolutely slayed me. Uh, <laughs> it was so defeated. You were just trying to think of a British dead person. <laughs> This is the first one that came to mind. It was the only, <laughs> the only famous dead Brit. Uh, I don't know, Jake. <laughs> it was a high. It was a. It was a high-profile death about 15 years ago. <laughs> oh gosh, man. Are you Are you scared of dying? Terrified. Really? Terrified of dying. Yeah. Why? 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 Um. I think that you don't know what's coming next. And no, well, you're dead. You're dead, but but that's also the thing. That's this is the thing with death uh, that I think it's hard for humans to com- to to find comfort. That's why we have things like religion. Is once you die, you don't matter anymore. Oh yeah. In in terms of things like in a physical sense. Now, sure, you can have all that, but what about the f- legacy you leave and the people you mean stuff to? It doesn't matter. But if you're, you're famous dead. enough, you could get like a Google Doodle, and then you know, like those those. Like a person of the day has Google Doodle. All right, so then there'll be a Google Doodle of you that day. Yeah, for the things you did. That's all. I, you know, that's, that's that means you did a pretty good life. You got a Google Doodle. Google Doodle is up there, but I don't think I don't think I'm gonna live the kind of life where Google's gonna no, Google no, me. I think it would harm their company. Um, I, I don't even. Think, I don't even. I think you'd I'm go. Bing. Yeah, I just just, just you know who who cares? Yeah, you think all search engines would just avoid your. But yeah, I think everyone would be. No, we can't have one of yeah, it. Even us, Jeeves. But um, so for you, it's like because it's permanent death. Death is a permanent. Well, I don't know. Nobody can truly say. I don't death. What is this that we're experiencing now? This could be a version of death. When I was a kid, 
I used to get scare myself because I used to think, what if this is my life flashing back before my eyes? Ooh. And then I thought, what if it's not even my life? What if it's someone I once had an interaction with when I'm like 40 and the life is now having to create this version of me that isn't really real to come into his flashback of his eyes? How old are you when you're having these thoughts? Like seven, man. I was a fucked up kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. This explains a lot. I mean, you think with more depth then than you do now, I would say. So that's interesting. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sometimes I think that, like, what if I'm currently in a coma and, like, this is just all my thoughts and then I'll just wake up and then, like, you fell off your bike. But then I also, like, what is that? What do I gain from thinking like that, you know? Yeah, this is always a good thing you do is I'll start thinking like that and panic about it and you go, meh. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, we're here now. You know, I don't know if this is a simulation or not. Do you think? What is that? When people say this is a simulation, what do they, what do they mean? Do they mean like the actual Sims, like someone's playing you on a video game? I guess that could be it. All right, so here's the thing. If if you've got sim, uh, a simulation, right, as in say we create AI, this is one of the things, vaguely what I understand what they're talking about. However, I will go into something next to show why you shouldn't listen to me, which is a bad way to preface mm -hmm. what I'm about to say. Okay. But this is what I understand simulation theory to be. If we get to a point where we create a really advanced AI and we start looking at things as in like we start being able to create our, our little mini universe to see what life could be, to do things, to understand things, and it could run that complex. Yeah. What, what, we're suddenly going to go, hold on, how do we know we're not one of these? That's what I understand simulation theory right. to be. So somebody is running a, it was so there's just a lot of different, you know, that's why, and it, I, I don't know, it kind of makes sense to me that it's like, well, that's why there's the edge of the universe. Well, the universe goes on forever, but not really. Well, what's yeah. outside the universe? We, we can't see it. That, that means there must be something else out there that we're just, at the moment, we can't comprehend. But, I was talking about AI to a dude that actually makes AI once. The uh, guy named Brad, a very nice lad who uh, who designs like he's he's working on self-driving cars, so he knows a fair bit about it. And I was going, "What happens if we create an AI so clever that it takes us out?" And he went, "Well, you just don't do." He's like, he was like, "No, okay." He was like, "Okay, I get it. you've listened to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan." He just basically went, you could just program it Very not to do that. Very patronizing guys, this Brad. Yeah, well, he, he was fair enough. Yeah. It was it was a stupid question, it turns out. He goes, you just program it not to do it. And I went, well, you can't. He was like, it's a computer. You yeah, just program it not to do like, it. Like, you know, we say that, but then we're human beings. We're naturally overambitious. You know, we made Frankenstein, which I'm aware is not a real story. But, you know. It's a real story. It's not a real thing. It's not a real thing, but the story was real about how we, we just always go too far. So it's just going to be one team of people like, well, why not create something that is possible of doing that? Well, we did make two AIs that could speak to each other and they started speaking a language that we didn't understand. So we just destroyed them. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the minute it gets out. We did that? Yeah. When did we do that? A few years ago. I'll Google it. I say we. No, it was the squirrels, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did that. We, I think it meant us three. Um, <laughs> I go away for yeah. one week. <laughs> I think it was in 2011. Ooh. And then, because we didn't know what they were speaking, we killed them. Yeah. Is that not inhumane? 
Well, it's not, not. It's they're, not. They're, they're not, not human. They're so not it's, human. But this it's is not the, This is the issue, right? So we got death as we know it in like the the we, what we consider we we consider death really sad because deep down we know that it means you're not around anymore. Your short time and whatever this is is over. It's done, and we're not going to be able to create memories with you anymore. We're going to have the old memories. It's going to be a painful thing. It's also going to be a wonderful thing, right? But that's why I think people buy into religion because then it gives you the idea that this isn't forever. And within that is something beautiful. And then what happens is the Catholic church start buggering a lot of boys and it comes a little bit like, okay, right. Well, people are using this for bad things now. I yeah. think, I think in the whole religion is a beautiful thing. Any, any, I think any religion that exists that is, yeah, it's core is nice. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. The, and, and not nice. Sorry. The, the message in it is meant to be nice. comforting. It's community. It's, um, in theory, uh, inspiring you to live a moral life. Mm. But then the problem is humans get a hold of it and like everything, some psychopaths rise to the top. Yeah, yeah. And then it becomes like, we need to make them all believe. Yeah, but like, I don't know. So do you think the idea of, if you were religious, dying and believing in eternal life after that, do you not think things should come to an end? Things should come to an end. I wouldn't want to live forever, but I'd like to live for a... I'd, do you know what? I'd like it to be... Like, you live to about 400. That'd be good. 400. 400 would be good. And I think our younger years should be extended. Yes. Yes, I We've agree. only got our 20s and our teenage years for what? Like, You're only good, really, for what? 20 years? That's more of a society thing. And then bits thing. start falling apart. Yeah, you can't, you can't go out drinking as much like you used to. But I think I think life. That's why life changes at forty. And I I, I want to get. I I like it when you meet people who are like forty five and they're just content. They're just yeah. they're just going. Nah, I, you you go. Oh, you, we're having it. They have they come out like you meet some of the older comics. You go out after a show and they have a pint and a half, and they're like, Nah, man, I'm going back to my hotel room. See you later. They're down for breakfast at seven. Yeah. You're just getting Proper in. Proper former alcoholic vibes, though. No, no, no. You meet those ones as well. Yeah, those yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> you, meet, <laughs> you meet some of those ones where you go like, dude, you shouldn't be coming out with me. <laughs> I am the devil. Taking, oh, taking their wedding ring off and you're like, keep that oh, on. <laughs> you are the subject of a future AA meeting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they take their wedding ring off some of them and you're like, Bro, like, uh, you're not gonna. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who you think in this prism nightclub. <laughs> also, in prism nightclub, are they even worried about a wedding ring? Is that, is that still very far? <laughs> Have you ever had one of those? Um... That's why I like comedy. We're, we're forced into situations where you hang out with different people with different aspects you of life. You never normally cool. would. You never normally hang out with. Like, uh, Adam Rowe told me a great story. And I just like the story because the story is just he went to a cinema on a, with a bunch of comics he was with on a weekend. And it was him, Adam Bloom, and Quincy. <laughs> and I was just thinking, I'd love for the person selling them the tickets uh, for the film to go, how the fuck do these guys know each other? <laughs> what a, yeah, it's so true. Like, the amount of car shares I've had are like, 75 year old comics and stuff and just like then we get out of the car to give a go over dinner yeah. and it's like what is this relationship you can tell people yeah so just for listeners because you might not know who they are Adam Rose like, you know Adam he's he, he, he a great comic they're all amazing comedians uh, Adam Rose is like a sort of like proper scouse lad Adam Bloom's an old Jewish man and Quincy's a big black guy <laughs> <laughs> so it's like what the what <laughs> the person's like <laughs> how do they know <laughs> um, yeah but have you ever had that where you're sat backstage with 
should bring it back to what we're talking about. Looking into the future, knowing that you, we know that death's upon us, knowing that old age is coming, which makes death harder to deal Because it's not like, imagine you just stayed in the shape you were as like, 20 to 90, but then you just suddenly died. That would be a little bit better, but it's the, it's the decaying. It'd be worse. Because then that means you're like competing with 90 year olds for girls my age. <laughs> you think about that? Nah, I didn't, you know. And they got like 60 years more game than oh you. Oh my God, imagine that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, like imagine getting your girl stolen from a nine-year-old. Oh my God. You can tell her like just bare World War II stories and that. I can't compete with that. The amount of lying. About, <laughs> hey, uh, you're just there. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's nice to meet you. He's like, I uh, I fought for your freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be that child lying. Yeah. Do you reckon with people, it would go the other way. People would start lying about their age to seem older. You'd get rid of, <laughs> you'd get rid of ageism, wouldn't you? It's true. You'd get rid I of know. it. Because yeah. people would lie to seem more experienced. Because think about it, if you're 90 and you've worked 30 jobs. Yeah. You've got a wealth of experience. Oh my God, you're going to be a stud. Yeah. I didn't think about that. you got, got to think about that. Or would they still have like young people dementia? They'll be young, but they still have like old people health problems. I think, I think, I don't know. I I, if you're not going to decay physically, you shouldn't mentally either. Yeah. I don't know. That could be quite fun. Like, because he could take a girl's number, but he just don't remember it. Don't remember it next day. And then that's why I come in. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Pros and cons. So, what I was saying was, so you're looking into the... Have you ever had that thing in comedy where... Or any job that's that re relates to comedy with us because we're comedians. And uh, you're in a green room and you're hanging out with an older comedian. Not done as well as they would have liked to. They're still doing well, but it's all perspective. And do you ever have that thing where you go... How do I not become this? Like, how do I make it that when I get older, whatever happens in this job, that I'm not this? Have you ever had that? Yeah, of course. But then sometimes I wonder: is that due to? Is that going to be purely making sure my career goes well, or is that me being happy, no matter how I end up? I, so I, it is the latter, but I don't want to accept that because I think you lose a level of ambition. Mm. Personally, mm. I think I think. At, at this age we're at now, where it's a lot about how hard we can work, talent's part of it. Both proved we're talented. It's now about work ethic. Yeah, I, I, I think if you accept that, because it is the latter. There's comedians I know, the happiest comedian, and not to say they're not successful. They're doing very, very, very well. They're doing very, very well. Yeah, they're, they're full-time comedians. You know I mean, they're making money off the job that they love. So kind of a bad example because he's doing amazingly. But like Kai Humphreys who travels the world with him and Sloss, best powers on the road, living their life together. Mm -hmm. They've nailed it everywhere they go. Uh, Kai has the healthiest attitude to comedy that I've ever seen in just that this is great. Yeah. If Kai was just, even though Kai is where he is because he's fantastic, if Kai was just doing, still just having to drive to gigs every weekend and yeah. do all of this stuff, uh, he would still just be as happy probably. You reckon... I don't know, Kai, but in just terms of like, sometimes when we say we're content or we're happy with the way things are, is that because things are going nice right now? Ooh, that's a good point. I guess, I get. I think Kai could lose, stop doing comedy and still be happy. Yeah. Personally, I think, because his life is like, oh, it's great, I'll just, you know, the days I get to spend with my wife and then I, I live in Glasgow and I love it here. Every city he lives in, he loves it, you mm. know. But that's a perspective thing. But then there's comedians you know who are doing very, very well. Uh, or you'd say like going better, better sort of like I even know he's doing good. Uh, and then fucking miserable. Mm. So, you know, 
But what, what you're saying is the thing, I think the comedians in that dressing room, what I'm talking about is they're, they're, they're drinking low. Yeah. And not being fun drinking, sad yeah. drinking. Like a whiskey. No mix. <laughs> Just straight. Just yeah. straight Jameson. <laughs> no ice. Yeah. Telling you, telling you, oh God. <sighs> used, to do, used to do five gigs a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But then, but then you, do you look at that and use that as sort of a way of going, that's not how I want to be remembered when I die. I don't want to be that guy, that person who was... I mean, is that something you think about? Your, your, do you think about your legacy, how you're remembered, how you'll be remembered? Yeah, well, you don't want to have a Jimmy Savile legacy, do you? Because like you said, right? Well, Jimmy... There's Savile. a bit of a difference between like, I'm not ambitious and I don't want a Jimmy Savile legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few, di- a, there's a few steps. Maybe it's lacking ambition not to have a Jimmy Savile. Like, like yeah. maybe you could go. I want, At I want that point. kind of fame, but for for something else. <laughs> not <laughs> some point he probably did set out to be the best child molester. Ah, in, oh, in oh. what? Ah, oh, ha- well, yeah. You've you. It's it's like. It's like nine eleven, isn't it? You can't you you go. That's awful and horrible. But you look at the you look at the way they pull it off, and you go, you go fucking hell. Whilst whilst working a, a full time job, <laughs> it, it, is, it is. All right, it's two full time jobs, really. Yeah. Oh god. I hate, exactly. Well, do you know what he he had? If if you do what you love, you'll never work another day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you, you know what I mean he, he went out there with so much vigour in his old age just loved it he was a 25 year old <laughs> he was a 25 year old in a 90 year old's body when it came to molesting he just he never lost that this is a thing he was watching those Michael Jordan videos on motivation now you go what you gotta be out there on the court every day and it's like <laughs> <laughs> He was. But it's he, the documentary. Is, that, is it like a Last Dance documentary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just him going, and I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> but he, this is the again. Sorry to bring it back to this, but like, how did he? He. So I remember my dad right when I was, uh, I was eleven years old. Uh, we were talking about Jimmy Savile. There was some reason there was a conversation that we, we were out in France or something. He was talking to some people we'd met. And Jimmy Savile popped up, and my dad went, "You know he's a paedophile," and his people were like, Does "Jimmy, no." And he's and my dad was going, "It's well known that Jimmy Savile is a paedophile," and my dad wasn't even going because he'd worked for the BBC or anything like that. My dad was in some new like there was always rumours. My dad went, he used to openly say he was a paedophile. Yeah, I he, saw a video. It was a joke he made on um, "Have I Got News for You" about something like that, and Ian Hislop was just like. He just wasn't laughing. Yeah. And, and the other hosts, they weren't laughing. They were like, yeah, we know that this is not a joke. Yeah, yeah. He's... But the audience loved it. It got clapped, biggest applause of the night. Yeah, because back in the 70s. So, uh, what's his name? Did you, if you want to ruin a legacy, look up David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah, look up some Yeah, look up some stuff about Bowie. Yeah, let's but it let, depends. Let this podcast bring his head started. Mm, mm. <laughs> Imagine this podcast is the one that did it. It depends what ego he was. He was doing stuff under. 
David Bowie had a oh, lot. Yeah, of... it was teenage girls, wasn't it? What David Bowie? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, depends it was... what alter ego. Oh, if he did Ziggy Stardust, yeah, then, like because obviously if he's changed personas, <laughs> then that it doesn't. I have that. Count. So I have this. Um, I don't know where she's from. It's Aussie. It's New Zealand. I just don't really know. Her name's Gail. Gail Four Swins. That's pretty good. Thank you. And um, yeah, basically this guy once got with me. I think he just asked me to keep doing the voice. So I think he just liked Gail. He liked Gail? Yeah. So you had to pretend to be Gail? So I just pretend like... I didn't do it for the whole time, but I just pretend that that wasn't me, that was Gail. I can't answer You were making Gail-type noises? No. (laughs) No, not... No. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't even, I don't, I don't even well, know. Well, you now. might. Yeah, fucking hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. right on, cut. I mean. Stick another finger in <laughs> Gail's a freak. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Um. But that's that's what um, a lot of sex workers do for sex work. They become their alter ego to mm-hmm. get through... We're gonna we're gonna at some point do a philosophy of sex work with I think with an actual sex worker on I don't know how we get one. We'll just book one. Just tell yeah, us to come on. pretend <laughs> like <Get> you one. <laughs> don't <laughs> Stop <laughs> pretending like you don't know several really. <laughs> I think I've Oh got where would friends. I possibly find one? Oh, I know, I think I know. Got, it depends what kind of sex work you're looking for. I do have some friends that I've I, I know in the industry. I've got a few friends that are in the industry. Not even that way. Not even like I've been soliciting, like genuinely. I live a while. I live a. I live a good life, people. It's so that's boring. why you're content. That's why I'm content. Would you describe me as content? Um, you're more. You're more. Got a good head on your shoulders than maybe a lot of people your age. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, man. Who's eight months older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I'm a lot older than you sometimes. Really? A little bit. You think you're a lot older than me? I feel like it sometimes. You're doing a podcast and you're currently checking BBC Sport. Yeah, because my team lost. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> that was. I'm a lot. I'm a lot wiser than you as I stare at my phone during work. <laughs> work. I have a question. Do you yeah. ever think that? So right now we're in this room. Mm. We're all looking at each other. We're all experiencing this moment, but we don't know if outside this container there's just like a black void and nothing exists. I don't think that's true. Sorry to shoot that down, but I know what you mean. But yeah. I, I know what you mean. It's like, I sometimes think, like, what's going on in Papua New Guinea at the minute? How do I know that it's yeah. actually happening? There's a bunch of countries I don't even know exist. Yeah. Like, do they exist? Well, is that is that, that thing where sometimes... Oh, it's that tree in a wood thing. Yeah, it? where you think like that. But then, one, is that selfish to think like that, that the world doesn't happen without me? I think, like, it's, it's kind of a natural thought for your brain to go. I mean, if you genuinely believe it, then that is probably extreme narcissism. To be honest, the thing is, though, it's like the world doesn't... Uh, it, it's not like that for you. So, like, my world right now, our worlds right now are in this room. And then, like, as soon as we step outside, then we'll see the rest of the world. It doesn't matter to us because we only need to know what's going on in our lives. It's not actually useful for everyone if we all know the information of everybody. Yes. I, so I'm trying to write a bit about this. Oh, okay. <laughs> about that's the the problem with online is that I know everyone's opinion now and I didn't need to know that. Yeah. And you also know what everyone's up to. You know that literally every movement because you're following them on but like then, there's also like and stuff. You know, there's so many issues to care about because you see all of them and now you have to 
extend your empathy towards all of them and I find it really hard. Right. So yeah. my empathy is limited. It is, it is. Empathy is limited, right? So at the moment we all care about Ukraine. But it's getting a bit boring. It's getting we've seen it. So now it's Rishi Sanuk. We need to be angry at Rishi Sanuk and his wife for dodging Su- tax. Sunak. Sunak. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, he hold on. I'm not gonna. I'm not. If he can't pay tax, <laughs> I don't have to learn his surname to pronounce his surname. I think properly. it's it's such a good thing though if you if you mispronounce someone's name on purpose as a sort of like downplay. Okay. If that if I saw you and I was like, oh, was it? Um, Eddie, was it? I was like, oh, nice to meet you, Eddie. That is calculated. And you would be like, Elliot. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, thanks, Eddie. That is a that is a calculated... That that's like something horrible. out of the game. What's the game? Uh, the game was a book written by nerds on like a mathematical equation on oh. how to pull women, basically. Is that where the whole, like, I've lost the game came from? No, no, no. Oh. That was just a thing that for That was a separate thing. I think the scary thing... I think the game actually works. It works for certain. Like it's actually a decent. I've read half it works of the book. For certain. Wait, hang on. What's the game? Uh, Why don't all these women know about the game? No, it, they do. It's just it's misquoted a lot. It's not. You know things like negging. Oh yeah. That, that would be in the game. But negging was the whole point of negging was people started using it as an insult. It was. It's not meant to be an insult or a compliment. It's something in between. So it starts a conversation. If you read the game. One, it's lame as fuck, like in a lot of ways. Two, just to take what it says, it's go and chat to people. Yeah. That's essentially it. If you could go and chat to people, but it's giving nerds who are afraid to chat to women uh, a map, a way to start conversation. And then it gets, but, but if you're an interesting person and you go and chat to people, people will find you interesting. Yeah. What's Sometimes your, they won't. What's your, do you have a chat line? No. No. I u- I used to try and have one, but it was it was just shit. It never worked. What was it? Uh, I was basically it was just like this. It was like some front of game. It was like a conversation starter thing of like about how like oh my little brother has a poster on the wall of like a it, actually it was David Bowie, full circle here, and it, it, he's naked. Is that weird? And it was meant to, but I did that, that was your chat up line. Yeah, yeah, because it starts conversation, and I did that one night with uh, a mate of mine, Tom Halton, and he was like, "Never fucking do that." He, <sighs> and he just basically went, "Stop trying to do this stuff that you've seen off YouTube of like guys, uh, like it's lame as fuck." Just go and be interested. Go, you're an interesting person. Go and be an interesting person. I think a good shout-up line is just, "Hi, I'm Michael. Hi, I'm Elliot." That's a good shout-up. I'm line. not over Elliot's shout-up line. Hang on, did you say this to like on a night out? Would you say this to multiple women? No, no, no. I never oh. really had the confidence. That's what I'm saying. I'm speaking for it. I would never really have the confidence to, and I fluff my lines halfway from. Uh, so you and can save it for special occasions, yeah, like weddings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it's just, it's just, it's just a lame way of. I was, I was like twenty one, so it's a late. It's just that lame thing you do when you're twenty one. Because so when, young, so long ago. Well, it, it is because when you're twenty one and you first start going out, and if you start chatting to women who are twenty three, twenty four, they they're still going to want to go for guys who are a little bit older than you anyway. So you're trying to compete with guys with that wealth of experience that you're saying yeah. about how hard it would for someone with sixty years game over you. If you're twenty one and you're chatting to a girl who's used to going with 30 year olds you've got to have the chat of a 30 year old this is why i don't like when women get mad that older guys date younger women it's like it's just a game being that you'd had it when you were were having it later what's wrong with that yeah that it's it's with that one i do you know what i find hilarious is everyone's allowed to demonize leonardo dicaprio for going out with 24 year olds or whatever but elizabeth warren who's 
old as shit. Is that the politician? Yeah, she got caught like fucking some military guy who was like young. And it was like, yes, queen, slay. I love that she's a freak. And it was just one of those things where you're like, you see, ladies, you see, you want to moan about <laughs> us and it's say just, that I we're all pigs. I think with Leonardo pigs. DiCaprio, it's the sheer amount of girls. It's like it's very obvious that there is a cutoff point, And if you're over 24, you're not getting a look in. Well, that's his preference. That's his it's legal. That's <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio VIP club. Yeah, he's one of the world's greatest actors. Mm. He can. He gets to choose. He gets to live his life whatever way he wants to live it. He's got a legacy. When he dies, he's got that legacy. He's changed that. Didn't. They're going to bring stuff up about him at the Oscars. They're all going to stand and applause because he's lived his life to that point where you talk about legacy. That's what he does. He's now so famous. He can just go, hey, here's exactly what I want sexually. And that's the... And do you know what? Good on him for not doing it a Jimmy Savile way. Yeah. yeah. Like, fair play to him. Yeah. I mean, it'll, we don't know that. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> Come on, Leo. <laughs> I see. It, it seems like everyone who gets incredibly famous and wealthy at the minute just some reason goes to Epstein's yeah. Island. <laughs> that's that's the... Damn. But that, Okay, so like Jeffrey Epstein, okay. he died. He did that, killed himself. Killed himself. Wink, wink. Do you reckon he did kill himself? Of course he killed himself. Fuck off. Are you mental, Mike? Are you actually himself? mental? You think he killed himself? I think he was given freedom to kill himself. Yeah. Nope. Absolutely oh, no chance. someone else killed him? Okay, here's the thing with the Epstein stuff that... Oh, here we go. Right, here's the thing with the Epstein <laughs> things that nothing to do with Epstein's suicide. The judge who was given, uh, who was who was made to look into Epstein's finances, there's things in Epstein's finances that don't make sense, right? That's why there's a conspiracy theory that he might be tied to Mossad or the CIA because yes, he had hundreds of millions, but he was affording a lifestyle of multiple billions and it doesn't quite add up. So a judge was told to look into his finances. A lone gunman turns up at the judge's house, botches the assassination, kills her son, kills her husband, and shot at her. The gunman was then found dead by suicide, a gunshot wound to the head, suicide, and they went, oh, it was one of those incels. Case closed. Is that, is that true? That's true. That, that happened during lockdown and wasn't international news. What? Right, so look it up just to prove I'm not bullshitting. Just... And and so that is that is it, it, that's the kind of thing if you see in a film you'll be like oh that thing would be world news. Wouldn't absolutely nobody's not. killed his his girlfriend, just Elaine Maxwell. Yeah, I think people want to. Well then, they, I, I think, think they would have done it. I think it's. I think there are things in that suicide that don't make sense. Oh, the, the son was only twenty as well. I've just got it up here. Yeah, Judge Frieda Wolfson. Mm -hmm. So, I had no idea about that. Why was that not international news? That's some weird shit, man. Right, exactly. So this whole he killed himself thing. So that's what I'm saying. So you you reckon he was so upset by the legacy he was about to leave? I don't think he was worried about his legacy. I just think. Why did he kill himself then? He probably just didn't want to go down for it. But why Why would he? Why would this be? Well, it's just like I've lost everything. Might as well. As soon as I get a chance to end it all, I will take it. I don't know. I'm not even as convinced myself anymore. Yeah. Uh, and the cameras at the jail were turned off. And one of the people he was given a cell with was a cop who got done for something like four. Uh, he killed four people in a coke deal gone wrong. And he was a cop at the time. So 
it's there's a lot of shit that I don't want to be. I'm look, guys. I'm a conspiracy theorist every now and then. I don't know if you can tell. I've done your research. I've I, I've gotten out of how bad I used to be with conspiracy theories. because yeah. I was unbearable. So, but what this is bearable. This is <laughs> no. Th- no, no, no. This is, this is when it, it it triggers me. I'm like I've like got uh, conspiracy PTSD. Like when it comes and I get into it, I get real into it. What's your conspiracy theory about death then? My conspiracy theory about death, my theory of death is that what I like to believe, but I don't think is true, is that we are all going through this level of consciousness that we have to experience. So whatever's next, we have an understanding of feelings and emotions and are able to, and then they mean less and less to us. What do you think? Can you explain that a bit more? No. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, you, you, you go to the DMT realm, what I like to think, and you become one of the elves, and you have an understanding of the universe. You say elves, place. yeah, yeah. That's that's a wild theory right there. Yeah, it's definitely not true. It's nice to hold on to it. It's not definitely not true. You think we're all connected? Even There's if a... you're not on a religious, do you think we're all connected? Me? Yeah. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. Going on from what you were saying earlier, Mike, as well about like breathing in the air. So we. Like I eat something, I eat some cheese that was made from a cow that ate the grass where we just buried my gran, you know? So I've technically- That'd be a great children's book. <laughs> like a really weird yeah, circle really of life. Over death. <laughs> yeah. Do you think we should be teaching kids about death? I think that, I think it's when they start asking about death because as a child, you can't quite understand it, but you know it's there, but you don't know what it is. But we don't know what death is, right? I've actually so do you, just, do you just be honest if kids like, listen, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. No, because that then brings down religion, doesn't it? But then you even be like, then, like it's faith. I, I just don't know what's going to happen because I've not experienced death. But that's why you have to get kids, and this is my problem with religion, that's why you have to get children to believe in it because then it's like a learnt behaviour, so it's there forever, the idea that... But if you don't believe it and you do die, we, we don't know what's going to happen. But there is a chance you go to hell. How? Oh, it's warm. Oh, dude, I hell scares me because it's forever. Mm, just like forever. Yeah. But wouldn't heaven scare you then if it was forever? What if there's someone you don't like in heaven? But I, this, we talked about this before. I, I'd like to think I get my own personal heaven. Oh yeah, just the whole one. Jeez. Oh, whole heaven for myself. It's just going to be me and my boys. We sat around a pool. And it's going to just be before we go out at night forever where you're excited, you're going out, just having a couple of beers, like a few cigarettes, set around a, a nice swim pool on a sunny day, talking shit. And forever you've got that feeling of like, ah, we better get ready, we're going to go out, but it's cool here and that's going to be it forever. Do you oh, not think nice. like... Yeah, that's a nice place, isn't it? Eventually though, if, yeah. you have, if, you're, if you have the same thoughts, the same anxiety, same emotions, you're going to get existential about it. You're going to get existential about the existential. Like, oh my gosh, this doesn't... And like, in the, I remember watching A Good Place um they had towards the end of the series they, all of them went to heaven and you can stay in heaven for as long as you want like literally centuries but then you might get to a point where you're like do you know what i've had enough and then you can just put a full stop and most people got to that point where they're like you know what i've had all the experience i've won for many many centuries hung out with great people but i'm eventually ready for this to be full stop and put an end to it all yeah and i kind of like the idea that why yeah. is there always more suffering but not enough contentment. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Because then you're saying you don't want to be in heaven every day because you get bored of that. 
So you'd what go to hell every day? I'd like to go hell. I'd like to see if I could go down to hell and join in with a bit but of like torture. But like every single day, that's gonna get worse, right? Because you're just like, oh my god, it's just or the same level of bad. I'd, I'd want to go get like a little job in hell. You know, but, but you'd be go throw bricks at Hitler or something. You'd be I, so mentally strong in, in hell, me, because you just you're not dying, so you just put up with pain. I know. I think if you're in a boiling tub of lava for the rest of your life, and some guy's putting a pitchfork in your head, you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna get accustomed to it. Do you think the people in purgatory are the are the workers for heaven and hell? They like serve the food in heaven and hit Hitler with bricks in hell. Yeah, <laughs> I think I if do you know what though. But if we're all connected and maybe there isn't a hell, Hitler goes to heaven, is that like ultimate forgiveness? What? Mm. You know what I mean? No. If we're gonna forgive people, you gotta you gotta you can't You can't forgive without remorse. What do you mean? Someone has to be really remorseful for what they've done. So he needs to understand and and own his actions and show that he's changed. He needs to do an interview with Oprah. Yeah, and they just kind of now you know what you did was bad, right? And then I want to see Hitler cry. It's just like I made these paintings and nobody liked them. I think that would be he could do a lot for his PR. Yeah, if he did with an interview. And there's not a lot he could do worse, right? Yeah. It would be really interesting to see some of the like real villains of the past living now with their PR team and oh, see who still actually is terrible or who. Has been like forgiven. Well, that's that's legacy. Well, this is the thing: your legacy changes. So Genghis Khan raped, murdered, killed kids, and like was awful, terrible, as bad as a person could be. But so long ago, we're kind of like, nah, it doesn't really matter. Well, no, not even that. It's just mindsets change. That was morally acceptable back then. That was the said thing to do. You you conquer, divide and conquer. But Caesar, Caesar, Caesar's palace in Las Vegas, Caesar salad. Caesar committed a holocaust against the Gauls. Like who the Gauls? Uh, the Ger like what would have been Germans at the time. It was sort of um, the Gauls. Celtic, Celtic. Well, he, he, I think he murdered a third and enslaved another third, and then just left a third. It was like all right, all yeah. right. We've made our point. There's got to be a certain point, like past BC, where we can't sort of try and apply our moral codes to it. Well, that's a good point. That's why people get cancelled and stuff now for a tweet you did eight years ago. If you did a tweet eight years ago calling someone a tranny, that was, for some reason, that was fine. Mm. And now that's totally not fine. And if that was brought up, you now, by today's standard, that's not brought into account that eight years ago. It was it was more acceptable to speak that way. Yeah. I feel like when people are cancelling you for something that from eight years ago, they're still, like... They're not applying that context of like Twitter eight years ago was a very wild place. Yeah. But they're like cancel you by today's standards, which doesn't always seem fair. Yeah, that's what I mean. Mm. So how long should that cut off? Definitely two hundred BC. Two hundred BC. Yeah. You anyone who did anything before two hundred BC. It's just kinda of like two hundred BC mentality. So so that's that's what? Two thousand two hundred years, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in two thousand two hundred years. Another Hitler, Hi yeah, another two thousand two hundred years. Hitler's fine. Done. No, nah, but it's just well, it depends on the context of it's where a different moral codes. You know what I mean? There was no moral code in two hundred BC. There would have been a moral code, just not as you just decide it's not as moral as today's standards. But does morality really exist? Like, 
things like slaves and stuff, 200 BC, that was okay. That was okay 170 years ago. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, that's true. That was, it's only recently. We're not even that, it's not even that we've banned slavery now. We're just yeah. Worldwide, there's still slavery. Yeah, there's still there's still slavery. Am I am I right? Zero hour contract workers. <laughs> mm, political, political. Um, but would you? But that that that's what I'm saying. So like, you you might think that there's no moral code 2,200 years ago, but there would have been a type of moral code, just not one that we 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 don't know it because you probably have to be in the culture to see it. Yeah. Also, like, they did have their version of cancelling, but then it would be like stoning you. <laughs> and I think that's that's good. You'd rather people get stoned for their tweets. And just like, you know, you did something, you stole an apple, they chopped off your hand, and, you know, it was things a lot more clear back then. But that's because you needed that. You did, you. If, you. if you got your hand chopped off now, yeah, okay, granted, that would be really inconvenient. But if someone shut down your Twitter account and you're, like, a big celeb... That's gonna. That is equivalent. Yeah, that is an equivalent. That's gonna hurt you more. Well, you wouldn't have been able to work with just one hand. It would have made life so much harder. You can still tweet it, with one hand, but you can't tweet if you don't have a Twitter. Yeah, account. that's a good point. You know, that's that is actually that is a good point. That's why that's why when you see someone gets cancelled and kicked off all social media platforms, it's it is really it is really bad. Are you alright? I'm alright. What the f Mike's just here rubbing his stomach. What are you, you okay? Talking of, I almost died yesterday. You almost died? I was sick. Do you want to talk about your near death experience and how that has brought you closer to your uh, beliefs with mortality? Well, I woke up yesterday with a very hurtful stomach and I was mm. feeling lethargic and you know, I think I was PMSing basically or equivalent to that. Um so uh, might be something to do with the moon, to be fair. The moon? It might yeah. be a full moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just in pain, and then um, it made me think of death and whatnot and coming close to death, and then, you know, I've just come here and shared my experience. How, and how do you feel about life now? I feel like we need death. I became very comfortable with death <laughs> yesterday. I feel <laughs> like we only do things because we know we're going to die. Right. You know? Oh. We only I feel like we do things to prevent ourselves from dying because we're actually quite scared as a species. No, I mean, why? why <laughs> we have five minutes left just why, to cover this. We've why? only been recording for 45. Do we have to leave in five? Oh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, this was just because something suddenly got mad interested in it. Yeah. Anyway, here's our socials. <laughs> the next podcast people could be five, ten minutes late. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so prevent, I would say... We do things to prevent ourselves from dying because we're so scared of it constantly. No, we do things to avoid the thought of dying, but to prevent it? I don't know. I think the only reason we're so ambitious as humans is because we know our time is limited. It's the reason me and Elliot work moderately hard at comedy. Um, I don't know. It's the reason you go after people you love because you know they're going to die subconsciously. So I think why not have it at the forefront of your mind? when taking action to sort of almost like, you know, ref refresh you and remind you of what's important because you know you're going to die. Hmm. Elliot, <laughs> what do you think on this? Uh, yeah, we're going to see why it's called B-Tech Philosophy now. <laughs> I I think that's a beautiful outlook to have in life. Um, 
Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To be honest, I mean, you summed it up quite well. That was, to that, be was, that, was one, that was one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. <laughs> it was all about love and <laughs> death, and, and I'm just here like, yeah. I, I just spent the show talking about Jimmy Savile. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think having having death at the forefront of your mind will make you act more clearly. You know, you oh. don't want to tell that girl you love her. You're gonna die. But I think it needs to come from a place of acceptance rather than a place of fear. Okay, maybe that's the that's point I was trying to make. Yeah, that's So, if, for example, working out because you're so scared that you're going to die and you need to, like, stay healthy and you just become obsessed, that's going to be more problematic than working out because you love your body and you love life and you just love the endorphins running around your bod. Yeah, I, I think... Well, I... I live like a good life, but from a negative outlook in right. terms of very anxious, very sort of, you know, scared. I'm very bad at like, I look back in the past and be like, oh, you fucking idiot all the time. I've done it since a child. I find bigger and bigger ways to do it as I get uh, older. Whereas you're very good at just going, hmm, that's in the past. Yeah. I only have one life I'm going to leave. You have like one of the most positive outlooks of anyone I actually know. Oh, thank you, man. But yeah, I shouldn't. <laughs> My life circumstances. It's, it's worrying. <laughs> I need to wake up. Um, no, I, I, I think the moment you start regretting things, it's, it's bad because, for example, I'm super happy with where my life is at now. I'm content. Mm. So for me to have regrets about mistakes I made in the past is that's me saying I'm not happy with the person I am today. Because I'm only the man I am today because of things that happened in the past going the way they happened. Yeah. So you need to have the acceptance of that it all happened because it's supposed to happen. Yeah. You know That's I mean? nice. So you believe in like a fate almost. Mm, kind of. But then I understand if your life isn't great at the moment, of course you're going to ruminate on all those prior mistakes. Yeah. But then I don't know. I just feel like, you know, just... Change, change it. Depends how good what you consider a great life, though. Because every now and then, I like to just when I'm walking along, go, "How amazing is it that my brain just tells my legs to do this and I do it?" And there's people out there who would give everything, everything to experience that. You know, they they will. You know, not that they're, they're like any less of a person, but they they can't do this, and it's something that's just going to affect them for all their life, and I'm going to be able to see people waste the idea that they're able to do that every day, because I'm too focused on some guy on Instagram who drives a Ferrari and tells me that I'm lazy, that I'm not f looking at the f miracle that is, I wake up and I'm healthy, mm. and I'm I'm so healthy, I try and ruin my body. <laughs> I drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes and weed because I because my body works so well <laughs> that I can You're take the that I can take the piss. Uh, I actually got a quote quote on death. I forgot who wrote it because I didn't write their name down, so I apologize. Um, but it, it, look it up if you want to find out who did it. While we exist, death is not present, and when death is present, we no longer exist. Boom! I love that. Yeah. Do you agree? Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. A favorite quote Is it of mine. Epicurus? Yeah, maybe. Are they a big philosopher? Yeah. <laughs> Death is only worrying when you have a lot of time to think about it. You know, if you died and that's why I want to die. I want to get like tra just trampled by an elephant. That was could be one of the most horrific deaths your body. Yeah, would but I didn't. I didn't. I wouldn't see the elephant coming. Right, so you're just, you're just going down like Romford High Street. <laughs> and this elephant. And this elephant that escaped from Romford Circus. Yeah, it tramples on me and then I'm, I'm dead. 
That would be one of the most horrific. What, what age are you when this happens? Um, mid forties. Trampled by an elephant, and plus, what a way to die, you know. I would hate to be trampled by an elephant. How would you want to die? Um, I used to say something cool like shark attack in it, but then I saw that video of a guy getting eaten by a shark. You seen it? No, of course I haven't seen it. Fucking mental. Mental. Do you like watching videos of like... I'm so... I know. How, not... how did it happen? Did he eat him whole or did he do bit by bit? Oh, it bit by bit. It's fucking... It's fucking... So, oh, the yeah. filming, the <laughs> filming of it filming. is the most Aussie filming of yeah. anything I've ever seen, right? It's just a bloke going, oh, it's a great white. Oh, mate. <laughs> Literally, like, just going, oh, fucking hell, great white. Oh, and I seen him. Yeah. Like, like that level of tone all the way through it. Um, was he screaming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't sound good. Uh, my mate just put it in a WhatsApp group. And by the time you've seen it, you're like, all right, well, that's now burnt into my retinas. <laughs> 9 a.m. in the morning. Wait, yeah. So how do you want to die now? I thought you said heroin. Heroin would what? be the... Heroin would be, mm. I think, a nice... You want to die with nobility, your family are not like... Oh, gosh. My family are around me, uh, giving me heroin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're all overdosing yeah. together. Yeah. Um, or, I don't know, maybe like in some suicide cult where a good number of us, all thousand of us kill ourselves and like for years people make documentaries about it. I'm like ringleading it. Oh, really? What yeah, I'm one of those. We, we must ascend from this dimension to the next and I've got enough people to believe it. Yeah. How would be the way you go? Poison. Uh, I go by like a nice sort of more, I guess, a nicer way than poison. Mm. Okay. I think everyone else's poison should be very, very gruesome sort of Game of Thrones style poison. And just to, you know, just I'm thinking of the documentary crew when they make this. They can really uh -huh. ham up the dramatization yeah, of true. this thing. I really, you know. Really go for it. Yeah. Production value. High. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking high budget Netflix series, big promotion, lots of blood, lots of, you know. Enough for season two. Yes. People. I think premiere in the cinema for yeah. the first episode. Yes. Then. I want I want someone sort of a, 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 maybe like a Martin Sheen to be playing my character if they do a drama of it. Mm -hmm. Just in like in a reconstruction? Not in a reconstruction, in like eventually they do a drama of it. Martin Sheen. He's so much older than you. Uh, that is a good point. What? Okay, Timothy Chamelay. Uh, I think uh, he's hot. He's current. Mm -hmm. He could play a good cult leader. I don't know if he's yeah. got the range to play you. Of course, uh, he, do of course uh, he does. He has the range. Yeah. Oh, he has the range. He's a very good actor. Very good actor. Real Will Poulter, maybe. Oh, I don't know. He's who, a really good actor. Oh, who am I thinking he of? He was in Where the Millers played. Oh, Snatch. But he also did like a what's he, he it called? Like me. comedy. Oh, I don't know it's like these young kids and they did like little comedy yeah. sketches I can't remember what it's called yeah I know who you're on about I yeah. still think that's a step down from Timothy Chamelay I think Timothy Chamelay is a star somebody with a pudgier face to play you I resent that I feel like Tim no 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 Timothy Chalamet is undernourished yeah he is. is he yeah that's his whole that's his whole sex appeal it's like he needs a meal and a hug <laughs> and we can, and all of us girls can provide that is hard. that literally <laughs> is it very much a we can change him yeah we, this is a fix up of right course. oh so he's like hot but he's not quite hot enough but I could be the one but he is but he's also ridiculously hot oh I he's see he's kind of chiselled I think the face is hot the body is malnourished okay and that is where I can fix him okay right feed him feed him and then through that Change a bit of his clothing. Well, well, maybe I was song. just going to say, just feed his soul, 
Oh, and there we go. Be what that, a life. That's, that's girls' job. That is that it's so funny how women look at things compared yeah. to guys' sex appeal where it's like, yeah, she's fuckable. <laughs> like, that's that's a hole. There, 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 there's what did you like about Nicki Minaj? Well, she's got mass chitting and all <laughs> like, we look at things so yeah, like women think about like fixing a man, building him up. I would not build up any woman. Are you do what? You just break them down. I break them down. I build a woman up? What? No. Come and be with your shit together. But do you think that's before we die? That's the thing we need to experience is true love. Yeah. That's what that's what we're here what for. What do you want to do before you die? What's the top three things? Um, I would I at this current age, get my career, get my career going. Get your career going. Yeah, before get, you die. Yeah, get no, like a, have like a be good specific. career. Good career. Set out big shows, oh, things like that. Oh, Torino. No, I wouldn't want to do... Do you know what? If I got to a stage where I could do the O2, I feel like I would be robbing the audience of the experience. What, okay, what arena do you want to set up before you oh, I'd love to do Hammersmith Apollo. Hammersmith Apollo. Hammersmith Apollo would be my, like... that Or Brixton O2 Academy, just because it's in South London. Mm-hmm. And it would be, oh, cool, I, I grew up in this area now. You do That would be a cool yeah. fucking place to do a show. The, Have a baby? See, that one I'm not sure on. I think that's for a later stage of my life. Before you die. Before I die, but that maybe I guess I, I'm sure, but I haven't got anything in. I, I wouldn't like that at the moment. And number three, just if England could win the World Cup, mm, so out of your control. Though. It's so out of my control. But if that could happen, I think that would solve everything everywhere. Yeah. Wow. What? what, what wow. Are, I mean, it's true, but it's sad. Isn't it? <laughs> it's that's not my number three. I guess. I guess. I don't know what my number three would be. I guess it would be to find true love or something like that. But yeah. I, I feel a bit. Have yeah, you gone skydiving? That's that's. I've never been. That's kind of on my list. Number, <laughs> and your top three is to go skydiving. Fair enough. Well, I'm asking, have you ever? No. No. Okay. It's very attainable. It's very, yeah. It is attainable, yeah. I think I'm going to live a good life. I mean, it's literally like, you literally could do it whenever you wanted. Yeah. No, you can't. You can't because it's money and stuff, isn't uh, it? Right. Yeah, I mean, but you could still. And it's scary. It's still within reason. It's still within reason. It is still within reason. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a goal could, you could, could achieve within four months if you set your mind to it. <laughs> Sweet. I'm going to live a really good life. <laughs> what are yours, Mike? Your three things you want before you die. I think, um, like yourself, find a find a true, meaningful love. Yeah. At least one time in my life, I want to say I've experienced that romantically. Yeah. Uh, number two, um, become the greatest comedian of all time. Yeah. Okay. That's that's in my Whoa, one as well. All time. That's in my one as well. I, d- I was trying to be humble with that. How Apollo. can you get bigger? What? Who is of all time right now? Probably Kevin Hart. Of all time, the greatest. Biggest. Kevin he's not, he's, the, he's not the greatest I of all time. The biggest. Oh, you, no, you said no, the greatest. He's quite sure. I said the greatest. Sorry. You said the greatest. I want to be uh, greatly respected amongst my peers. Yes. Across the okay, uh, UK and America. So here's the thing: you want to sell out the O2. This is my thing. I'd sell out the O2 if I was still had the respect as an artist. I would in do, a way, you can. I'd do the O2 one time. Yeah, but I think. I think once you're at that level where you're doing the O2 in our industry, I don't know how much of a, your decision that is. I think that's the people behind you going, but we could, we could make this amount of money. Your your material has to be pretty broad as well. Yeah, you need to to get eleven thousand people to come and see you. You are not saying you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Totally would have faith in you if you decided that was what you were doing. Um, but I think 
I, I wouldn't want my comedy to be that broad. Yeah. Uh, not to say, like, I've seen McIntyre live and it's unbelievable how good he is. So sharp. Anyone who does, anyone who can sell out the O2, not anyone who can sell it out, that's kind of a lie. Some people do it and I, I wouldn't rate them, but they, they're they not for me, that's fine. Yeah. What, what are your other ones, sorry? So what I say, find the true meaningful love, become the greatest comic of all time. And, um, I don't know, just find deeper life contentment. Mm. Find deeper Very life true. contentment. No, no, you had skydiving. No, that's yours. Yeah, yeah, that's my second one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to be. I want to have wisdom. I want to be yeah. wise. I think you're very wise at the minute, man. No, it's all it's all uh, for effect. Okay, well, um, you, are you a fraud? I'm a fraud. Are you Elliot, Jimmy Savile in me? Elliot did an impression of me that was <laughs> kind of very offensive, but accurate. Can Do, I see? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, like, I'm trying to work out <laughs> how to get love but <laughs> then I wonder am I capable of experiencing and giving love myself and then why do I worry about these things and not be more present in the moment <laughs> that is what Mike is like when you hang out with him if after I the podcast I close my eyes right, uh, that's Mike, two mics it? in the room who's <laughs> there who's I don't there? speak with that many pauses that's not true <laughs> <laughs> you literally just said I don't speak with many pauses I had no idea I, I spoke like that to be honest I think that that is just before we go you got things to promote Mike um you do no you got an Amazon special coming oh, out oh my goodness oh my goodness <laughs> the um, biggest thing anyone's uh, ever promoted on this podcast May, May the 6th people um, I'm, I've filmed Amazon a, a special one hour and it's gonna be on Amazon Prime under the Soho Theatre Presents brand and you can find it on May the 6th and you'll really enjoy it please go it is fucking wicked show Phoebe no no I'm all done with things and before we before we say goodbye to this podcast and die on it for another week Mm -hmm. maybe to resurrect I will be at Crack Comedy Brixton on April 26th and then I will also be doing my match festival show on uh, May the 1st and Brighton on May 3rd I was in Brighton this weekend it was fucking wicked I will be at the Carolina Brunswick on May the 3rd with Ivo Graham as well yeah exactly and on uh, May 30th in London I'll be doing the West End Comedy Club at another preview with Ivo Graham and I'll be announcing something very soon I'm just trying to put things into motion and stuff but I think I might do a proper London show this year and record it which will be exciting which you can do it here. No, yeah. but I, no, I would. I generally would if I if I knew the route. If I if I played Vauxhall more, if people would let me. Uh, I believe we've booked you. Yeah, in. yeah, that's fair enough. It was, <laughs> we're it, was admin again. it was totally my fault. Aren't you here next weekend? Again, this no. is admin. Oh. Um, this is admin. Okay. I, could, I might be at Vauxhall next weekend, but I don't think so. I think I'm at Cardiff Glee. Uh, post pod admin. Guys. But this is post. This is this is uh, being the podcast about mortality and. Death, I think we've covered it very well. Done. I'm on Instagram at Elliot Still. Follow the BTEC Philosophers pages on Twitter and Instagram at BTEC Philosophers. I'm Elliot Still. I'm Mike Lodowale. Thank you for listening. Amazing.